0: Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above, so remember this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there, my name is Sir Inc., And today I'm gonna discuss with you house rules and protocols and why they're important as you grow in your domination. So when you go to certain pages or you might see online, different uh, people have made their own gentleman rules or house rules, or like myself, I've made dominant protocols. And these things are based upon What I found worked best for me and the things that I want from my submissive or any submissive that I engage with is the things that they need to be able to do to earn my domination, earn my attention, earn my guidance, earn my protection. These are things that are mainstays, things that they have to do or it's an or it's a no go, and uh, I will read for you guys some house rules that another page made up, and we'll discuss those, and then we'll talk about the ones that I have also created. And so, uh, there's one page, and let me get this right it's uh, bdsmandpussy.tumblr.com. They made house rules and they have 10 of them. Their first rule is you will wear no clothes in the house unless they're sexy. The second rule is the correct response to most things is yes, sir. The third rule is when spanked for being naughty, count. Number four, never be ashamed of getting wet. Number five, always say please and thank you. Number six, the proper position is on your knees. Number seven, ask for permission to come. Number eight, remember who you belong to. Number nine, swallow every single drop. And last but not least, number 10, wear your bruises with pride. Now, I have no issue with any of these rules, if this is what this particular gentleman, sir, master, dominant, wants out of his submissive, then this is uh, very much appreciated because at least he's telling you this is exactly what you should expect. This is exactly what he wants from you. So he's not leaving anything open to question or there's no gray areas there. This is strictly these 10 points is the things that I want. And so I like that. And then, of course, these are just titles. And if you go into those titles, it gets very expansive. It gets into, you know, for example, you will wear clothes in a house. You won't you will not wear clothes in the house unless they're sexy, or you will wear no clothes in the house unless they're sexy. And so with that being said, that could be what his determination of sexy is. It could be boy shorts and in a in a in a bra. It could be just a, a button up shirt or it could be lingerie. It could be a various amounts of things. It doesn't always have to be like those elaborate lingerie outfits with the, with the garter straps and all that. It doesn't really always mean that, but that's to the determination of that dominant, what he considers sexy, and he will point those things out to you, and then you, the sub, will then comply when in his home with something that he finds sexy. Uh, As I said, not all the time will it be something very elaborate. Some guys are very simple. They might want you just in, you know, I don't know, let's say, ankle socks and panties and no bra. You know, who knows? Whatever it does, whatever it is for that dominant, Is what you'll come to learn and come to know very distinctly Uh, and you know of course some of these rules are sexual in nature as far as swallow every single drop those kind of things Uh, but these are his rules and uh, I have my own protocols and Um, And I feel like these things are very important, again, because you're not giving any, you're not leaving it to interpretation. And a lot of times people have, uh, if you leave it too open-ended, you allow them to wander. And then there's a lot of people who are overthinkers or have very, you know, overactive minds. And so they'll play on different scenarios if you leave any gray area there. So sometimes you have to just be more black and white. And so for my protocols, my first rule is understand her mind, know what buttons to push and when you are the architect of her actions. My first dominant protocol rule number one understand her mind and know what buttons to push and when you are the architect of her actions. My second rule insubordination will never be tolerated. You cannot allow anything to slide without checking the submissive. Number three, only accept the willing. A rebel's main objective is to cause havoc and suck your energy. Number four. Dominant speak when they need to be heard. Arguing over small things erode leadership. Number five. Don't be shy about being the boss. The true submissive wants to be about you 100%. Number six. Dominant protocols. Dominants hold their subs attention with attentiveness, planning in detail. So called doms only want sex and are exposed early. Number seven. Least but not last. Set protocols and responsibilities. Subs need to have daily disciplines and accountability to their doms. And so mine are very distinct, right? And then we can have, let's discuss uh, rule number four, dominant speak when they need to be heard, arguing over small things, erode leadership. This is so true. Men, mature men, do not argue. They say less. Like if you watch the Godfather movie, he doesn't speak very high. He hardly yells. He speaks in a low tone with a room full of people. It makes everyone quiet and have to listen to him. That's exuding strength. Arguing only can get you more out of control emotionally. And as a man, You have to be the steady emotional component to the relationship. If you're over emotional, you'll be all over the place. This is why you need to have rules and protocols about yourself and hold yourself to those standards and higher. Okay. Because the more you argue, the less a submissive or the people around you see you as a leader. Sometimes leaders right or wrong have to put their foot in a direction and go in it. It's about being convicted. People will not follow those who are not convicted by the things that they stand on their principles. So it's very important that guys understand if you want to be a dominant that you have to have a level of intellect when it comes to dealing with the women, because women are very mentally expansive, right? And so a man has to be more direct because you will get lost in the abyss of the expansiveness. And... You will not know how to lead. You will be frustrated. And eventually things will corrode. Uh, let's go to my rule number three. Only accept the willing a rebels main objective is to cause havoc and suck your energy. And this is so crucial because there's a lot of people out there who are good people, but they lack. The ability to truly fall in line and follow. And sometimes they only wish to come to you because they might see you as a pillar of strength. They want to expose you or expose something about you to justify their own bullshit mentality when it comes to men and men being able to be a dominant. And so if you so choose to deal with a rebel, Understand that that's energy you have to spend fighting frivolous battles, in my opinion. If you're dealing with real life stuff, great. But sometimes people manufacture problems to get attention, they manufacture problems to be the main object in your eye, which is absolutely immature and ridiculous a waste of time and energy, in my opinion but people tend to do what they grew up seeing or left to their own vices to do. The main objective, a submissive once with a dominant is to fall in line and to fall in line with him, not to kind of be in line and kind of out of line If she's out of line, it doesn't need to be something on purpose. It needs to be something that maybe she didn't know, or maybe she violates a protocol, but never a habitual line stepper. There's a difference between someone who goes against a protocol or does something that's not in line with your guidance, your teaching, your, your rules. And then there's someone who always looks forward to breaking your rules, testing your boundaries. And no matter how efficient and great experienced a dominant is, you're always going to have these kind of people kind of come to you. It's like a moth to the flame. They're attracted to the strength. And yet you, as that pillar of strength, have to know who is valuable enough to come in and add on, and who's there to only suck your energy, and to try to dismantle the things that you've built, and honestly, is I take it a little more personal. It's really attack on your character as a person, and this is what a lot of relationship ill people are accustomed to doing, and you need to understand that. You really need to understand that. You really need to know what that looks like early on. Because if you don't, it becomes a huge, huge, huge problem. And again, it's a waste of emotions, a waste of time, it's a waste of energy. In my opinion, these things do not last long. And as I said to you guys before, a castle made of sand eventually sinks into the sea. And so I'm also reminded of a meme that I saw someone posted on, uh, Twitter. This meme is by at Zuby music on Twitter. And he says men are not intimidated by strong women, but far too many women believe that being aggressive, rude, and generally unpleasant makes them strong. No, it makes you unsufferable. It's not that we can't handle you, but that we prefer not to in light of better options. And that is so true. And that is so true. And there's a lot of women who hide behind the banner of being a brat that are just this right here. Intolerable. And they just pass it off as, well, I'm an alpha female, I want to submit to a man, but these guys can't handle me, blase, blase, blase. I mean, as men mature, you really don't want a woman that you have to handle, especially as a dominant. It's best you find a woman that falls in line. And that falling in line is not something that happens automatically. We're clear about that. We understand that we have to build that kind of trust and understanding within the submissive for her to do so. But once I've given that openness of myself to you, for you to go against that means you're not in line with me. You want me in line with you. And some call that topping from the bottom. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't fly with me. I did that from the beginning, we had that understood and respect. Do go on, do what you do. We can still be okay, but I'm not going to be ever on your page. Not like that. And so these are just some things that we all had to consider. And these are things that I've considered and and made an effort of writing down myself. And not only rules for uh, how to be with me, my protocols, and how I need to engage people as far as my standards, but also rules for being in a session um, and what that entails. So I have uh, created a rule for rules for being in a session. And my first rule is... Take your time and take her slow. Make her beg and whimper for every inch of your domination. And this is not just a physical thing. Sessions start when you meet the woman, right? Sessions start early. You want to take her slow. You don't want to rush into you're my, you you know, you're my, Submissive and now you're going to obey me and do this. No, no, take it slow. Show her what you're about. Build within her trust that she's open and willing to fall or willing to come to you for your domination. My second rule, every dime should have instruments for pain and pleasure during sessions. During a session, there's a lot online that only shows spankings and, you know, very physical, aggressive acts. But there's a lot of acts like uh, flogging and some impact play, sensation play, that's not really shown a lot. Sensation play, the most you'll see is ice and hot wax. But people don't show the other things that you can use, like rubber bands, forks. The pinwheel is a little more popular, but not so much shown how that actually works on someone. You know, and all other kind of things that you can conjure up. You know, even using essential oils to, to have different scents that sets off different moods and put you in a different headspace. You know, things of that nature. Very important. Um, Because when you have to create a session, you have to really dig into a lot of little details, a lot of little small details make everything so much better. You can have an empty room with a chair, right, and have, you know, maybe some candle with a certain scent going blindfold her and tie her to the chair and use a feather on her body. Right? These things are not very popular sh- or shown a lot because everybody's more enamored with the sensationalism of the spankings and the collar around the neck and the choking and the very aggressive acts. This is more than that. Some people aren't into audio aggressiveness, some people like it a little more smooth, a lot softer, a little bit more. Edginess, edge me, edge her, you know. Uh, My third rule. Silence is golden. Master the art of no sound during a session. Taking away senses. Only enhances other senses. This is so true. If you take sight away, the ears and the nose become more pronounced is what they have to lean on. So imagine blindfolding your submissive, and I've talked about this before, and now you're picking up stuff in a room. Or they can only hear you walking across the floor. You know, those kind of things. They hear you going in and out of the room. What is he doing? What is he getting? That builds up more anticipation. That's edging someone. Right? Or taking their sense of hearing away so now they really don't know what's going on or taking their sight and hearing away and then putting stuff under their nose that has different you know sense to them you know making them aroused in that way my fourth rule is start for start for please days or even a week in advance ramp up anticipation and quell her aches when you see fit so you start playing with her mind you start building up an edge in her early with your your voice your commands some visuals some tasks that you want her to do they love those things it's like blowing up a balloon and having a pen and just at your whim busting it building her up, taking her up high and then bringing her straight down and smoothing her out is a ride that they will never forget they'll never forget my fifth rule there is no right or wrong way, only your way However, one must master themselves to please another. So this means whatever you like is what it's going to be. Those are the things that you're going to want when you interact with someone else. And there's no right or wrong way of doing that. You know, do not compare yourself to what you see online or in movies or anywhere else. You may not be able to compete with that. And why would you? It's not your idea anyway. You know, you can use other people's ideas to enhance what you're thinking. But if you're just copying every time someone else's protocols, someone else's rules, someone else's ideas, you never satisfy your own self. So how you satisfy yourself is coming up with the things that make you happy, the things that bring you pleasure, the things that. Help you get out that sadist in you and those things are okay. Don't worry about how they look compared to what other people are doing. We have to get around that. Number six. Never relinquish control during a session. Bring the session to an end before you give up the reins. And so there's a lot of talk about women who top from the bottom. And I've spoken about this before, how a friend of mine had did a session with a dude, a so-called Dom, found out he really wasn't, and she was dictating that action in the session. And after the session was over, she told him, next time, you should use your handcuffs. And I told her that was horrible. That was wrong, and dude wasn't a real Dom. And she said, well, why not? I mean, we did the session, da-da-da. I said, because no Dom... Is going to set you telling him what he should do for you at any point. It's up to his discretion. But then again, they never got into the roles. They just got straight into sex. Is what I was trying to make her understand, that when you start off it being about sex, then that's all it is. It's just kinky, freaky fun. It's not the game that I'm involved in. It's not the wanting to dominate her mind her body and her spirit that was about release for both of them and he just wants to have freaky sex and there's nothing wrong with freaky sex but a lot of people are hiding the fact that they want freaky kinky sex with bdsm and that's not good but it is what it is when you have a lot of sensationalism around it guys are looking for more ways to have sex with more women, and so they're going to try different things, but it's really not them, and you can tell because it don't stick, and it don't feel right, and it don't sound right. Number seven. This is my last rule under sessions. Aftercare. Because you care and want her to relax and soak up the moment in comfort, So as you're edging someone on or as you're having impact play, and i talk about this all the time, guys, you have to invest in the things that make her feel relaxed. The things that bring her down that calm her nature. Remember, she has something. She's coming to you with this thing, this want, this desire, and you taking her all the way up, taking all the way up. And you're doing all this stuff. You're taking her body and her mind and her soul to a whole nother place. You just can't leave her there. You can't just let her fall out of that place back to Earth. You have to build her up and then after you're done, bring her down, bring her back out. You have to find a way to bring her back out, no matter what it is. And this is what happens from the beginning when you find out the things that they like, the things that make them, that comfort them. As again, as I said, it would be some warm tea or maybe it's just you um, caressing her. Maybe it's a blanket. Maybe it's whatever it is. That makes her feel comfortable, even if it's just her putting her head in your lap and y'all having a conversation and you stroking her hair or, you know, whatever it is. You need to know what that is. It is your responsibility as a dominant to find out what that is. No excuses about this. No excuses. You have to find out what that is. And so these are some of the rules that I've created based upon what I think and I have and how I live and the things that I want and how I want to act. And this is also me observing other people's rules and really understanding uh, why they created rules and why I need to have stated rules myself. And so if, I, if anybody that's listening to this is a dominant or is with a dominant you probably know what their rules are and if you don't know what their rules are then that means there's a lot of gray area and a lot of gray area leads to a lot of uh a lot of issues it can it leads to doubt it leads to insecurity whether the submissive says it or not and listen you're listening to me you know this to be true If you're in something right now and you're not clear, it's because he has not made it clear and you as a submissive need to voice your insecurity or your cloudiness on some area. And get that clarity because you want to feel secure and he should want you to be clear and secure. And so this is the responsibility of a dominant it's not easy it's not for everybody but real ones can do it and the other ones well they fall to the wayside they're exposed and you can choose to stay and play at your own peril or you can make an informed decision and leave because what you really are seeking is some solidness from a man when you're dealing with a dominant man you want to deal with a man that's clear a man that is claiming his way of life and is not afraid to tell you some harsh truths or maybe tell you say things to you that you may not necessarily want to hear but it's the truth because at least you can expect the truth whether you like that truth or not But you can respect it when that's that person's truth because they're being honest with you. Unless you're just one of those people that like to be lied to. And then that's a whole nother conversation that leads to back to what I was saying about being a disruptor and not falling in line. But I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Of course, I would love your feedback. You can always hit me on Instagram at Sir Inc. You can find me on Facebook, Sir Inc. the Experience, you can find me on Twitter, Sir Inc 9 You can email me at Sir 9 at gmail.com. And always come on over to Kinkspace.net Kink space.net where we're creating our own online community for responsible adults who wish to share and explore what their tastes are. Thank you for listening. Hope to hear from you soon. That was quite an experience wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.